you only had a short time to live, who would you call? What would you say? And why are you waiting? Chapter four, your stake. dreaming of better than this. Then my brother calls me and he's saying, Oh, I can hear the angels praying that we can do better than this. Cause I saw a mountain, I thought it's too high. I heard the birds whisper, You can fly. Stake is an adult podcast for those age 25 years and older. Scientists and doctors tell me that's the age your frontal cortex is finally fully formed. Whatever that means. Supposedly this is the age that your brain is finished cooking. I'm not recommending anything in here. I certainly don't accuse anybody of anything. This is not any medical information. This is all a work of fiction, fantasy, and entertainment. Enjoy. My fears, my faults, I'm raging Cause I know all that I'm better than this Cause I saw a mountain, I thought it's too high I heard the birds whisper, you can fly I saw you, and I knew I can do better than this Better than this I heard the Strange times, strange times. I am so tempted to get into the background of where I am and what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep that secret for now. I will tell you a story about what I did a week and a half ago. I got to hang out with Ryan Reynolds. And this is not just me name dropping. I wasn't like moving garbage cans around in the background. I got to work hand in hand with him all day. And he was a gentleman. And I built some pretty cool stuff along with a, another, a team of super talented people. I cannot take credit for it. It was built in an amazing shop down in Los Angeles, and I helped assemble it at a minimum. I did very little. But I then got to work on set with Ryan shooting a commercial there, and that was amazing. He threw a martini glass in the air, and I caught it. And that's a true story. And a silly one. (laughs) 
But I've been up to some cool stuff. I'm very grateful. Life has taken a positive twist. And yet, I am facing some of the biggest challenges in my life. And if you are new to Pepper for Your Steak, thank you for being here. Um, this is kind of an encyclopedia of my life. My father died when I was very young. And if he had a podcast, I, re I really wouldn't give a shit what he was talking about. It would just be cool to hear him talking. And so when I had a son, I thought that'd be a cool idea. I was overly serious with it. I've, it's been on a strange path. Now it is a collection of words and inspiration to think about, and then music to train. Speaking of training, I did one of my longest runs of the season today, like eight miles, across the long bridge, up into the forest. I felt really strong. I ran past the courthouse. Tomorrow's a big day for me. And I really tried to think about Hunter. Both my son and the writer he's named after. The writer essentially wrote an entire book about what I face tomorrow morning. And it's called Songs of the Doomed. And on the cover, he has an American flag around his neck. And that's how I felt running. It felt incredible. I felt like I was becoming the hero that my son deserves to have as a father. And knowing how my trajectory has been boosted lately. The treehouse is coming together. My relationship to Hollywood is rekindling. Right off the bat, launched into some incredible projects. Very grateful. Working, hustling. Being a good dad. These things give me immense pleasure. And I recommend them to you. I'm not sure what that buzzing in the background is. It's probably going to come across. I hear it like a zzz. Hold on, let's listen. Yeah. Zzz. I'm in a hotel room on the water in an undisclosed location in North Idaho, 30 miles from Canada. Giant lake in front of me. It's 10 o'clock at night, and the colors are just now barely fading from the sky. This is the time of the long days. And uh, I'm, I'm alone tonight. Shelly's not with me. That's unusual. Usually my dog Shelly would be with me. And, I, and I, I've been thinking about all my influences. Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, Sam Tripoli, Nick Hinton. Duncan Trussell, Jack Cornfield. Tim Ferriss. Stephen Pressfield. Somerset Mom. And so many unnamed. Sometimes it's just good to be grateful. Okay, thank you for indulging this opening monologue. I never know where they're going to go when I start talking and then it's just like, yeah, open the valve. See what happens. The valve was opened and here we are. This is going to kind of be a short, quick episode. 
I just wanted to put some inspiration out there and kind of document where I am in life. So thank you for being here. Please visit maverickmatthews.com for more information. Tour dates, I'm going to be touring soon. Um, there's t-shirts for sale there. There's an album of music for meditation that I released. It's kind of dark and weird and sultry, but it is amazing for exercise. So let's get into this without further ado. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. We thought we had something different here, you see. We live in both a very fragile and precious experiment in democracy. And we live in an empire that is experiencing profound decline. Reptilian agenda. Okay, well, let's talk about the reptiles. So you're saying the reptilians are luring humans to, like, Hawaii to vacate to vacation spots? The nose is there to scare white people. I've said this for years. To live this life, you can't live the life everyone else lives. You're not going to be partying on the weekends. You're going to be performing on the weekends. You're not going to be watching the big uh, game on a Thursday night because you'll be in a club. You have to have that mindset that you don't belong. You don't go to the rhythm of the rest of the world. Pepper for your steak. Okay, I've got three awesome quotes for you to contemplate. First, let's talk about that opening quote. That opening quote. If you only had a short time to live, who would you call? What would you say? And why are you waiting? That comes from Jack Cornfield with a K. The Heart Wisdom Podcast. He is a Buddhist scholar and teaches incredible mindfulness training. Go check him out. The opening music um, comes from the album Infinite Things by Paloma Faith. It's called Better Than This. An amazing album. Check it out. It's a little older, but still, you know, definitely worthy. It's a couple years old, but uh, what an amazing album. All right, so this first quote is a little bit more Jack Cornfield. So let's get into that deep contemplative state, and then we'll do a few more quotes. Just a quick one today. Thanks for being here. Here we go, Jack Cornfield. Where we get frightened or selfish or self-centered or cut off, all of those things. Alice Walker wrote, one day when I was sitting there like a motherless child, which I was, it come to me that feeling of being a part of everything. And I knew if I cut a tree, my arm would bleed. And I laugh and I cry and I run all around the house. When it happens, you just can't miss it. And we know this, walking in the high mountains or making love or being there at the mystery of the birth of a child or the death of a human being, silent like a falling star. And all of a sudden we step out of the time-bound consciousness, the separateness, and feel ourselves part of the turning of the seasons of life. You feel it on retreat, you're doing walking meditation, and all of a sudden you realize you're not doing it. It's all just doing it itself. It's amazing. No self. As one of my teachers said, no self, no problem. More self, more clinging, more self-centered, more problem, more problem. It's as though with every Zen koan, with every Buddhist proverb, 
It's like the most beautiful thing I've ever fucking heard every time. These are liminal experiences, psychologically and philosophically, being offered by the best teachers in the world. And because we have the internet, they are all right next to us all the time. Thank you, Jack. All right, the next thing is called the Creed of Goodness. I'll explain it after it's done. Maverick Matthews, pepper for your steak. I know him well, for he is my father. No one can foretell the possibilities of achievement available to the man whose wife stands at his back and urges him on to bigger and better endeavor. For it is a well-known fact that a woman can arouse a man so that he will perform almost superhuman feats. It is your right and your duty to encourage your husband and urge him on in worthy undertakings until he shall have found his place in the world. You can induce him to put forth greater effort than can any other person in the world. Make him believe that nothing within reason is beyond his power of achievement, and you will have rendered him a service that will go a long way toward helping him win in the battle of life. One of the most successful men in his line in America gives entire credit for his success to his wife. When they were first married, she wrote a creed which he signed and placed over his desk. This is a copy of the creed. I believe in myself. I believe in those who work with me. I believe in my employer. I believe in my friends. I believe in my family. I believe that God will lend me everything I need with which to succeed if I do my best to earn it through faithful and honest service. I believe in prayer and I will never close my eyes and sleep without praying for divine guidance to the end that I will be patient with other people and tolerant with those who do not believe as I do. I believe that success is the result of intelligent effort and does not depend upon luck or sharp practices or double-crossing friends, fellow men, or my employer. I believe I will get out of life exactly what I put into it. Therefore, I will be careful to conduct myself toward others as I would want them to act toward me. I will not slander those whom I do not like. I will not slight my work no matter what I may see others doing. I will render the best service of which I am capable because I have pledged myself to succeed in life and I know that success is always the result of conscientious and efficient effort. Finally, I will forgive those who offend me because I realize that I shall sometimes offend others and I will need their forgiveness. Signed, You. Write that creed down. Say it to yourself. Help others learn it. That's from Napoleon Hill. All right, the next thing is from Tom Segura on the Two Bears, One Cave podcast with the guest host, Giannis Pappas. Here it is. Pepper for your steak. Has lots of things that'll bother you. Yes. And words should be like almost the least of your work because there's like horrible things being done all the time are you worried about somebody saying a word or a phrase that you think is outdated like that's what you're standing up for yeah and like and the, the fact that you think that your sensibilities should never be violated yeah. why yeah like that happens all this this is real life yeah even if we are saying something offensive or you're hurt by in some way we're preparing you for what life's gonna do of course life cancer is gonna hurt your feelings a lot more yeah or when your friend gets it it's gonna you know or like you just haven't gone through anything yet exactly yeah 
You don't know. You're like that's why people who have gone through things and the old like you ever wonder why older people you go like this guy doesn't give a fuck look what he's wearing yeah and you're like yeah he really doesn't he does because he's actually he knows what life is he knows it doesn't matter yeah i had this old joke off my last special um about growing up in new york because i grew up in new york during the 80 80s and early 90s it was a horrible time yeah and i used uh, the joke was something like uh you know you know because back then you would turn a corner and it was just a normal thing to see like a group of 40 fucking kids. And, and, and if you grew up in New York, you know what I'm talking about. You turned the corner and you just, you knew it. You just, it was like, ah, oh, it was just a luck that like there was just a group of kids and you had to walk through and like you were gonna get hit. You were gonna get hit. And, and my joke is like, basically if I walked through those kids and all that happened was one of them called me a Greek faggot. Yeah. That was like one of the best memories <laughs> of my childhood. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking good day. Yeah. <laughs> was, your mom's like, how was school today? It's great. It's fucking great, dude. Oh, I got called a Greek faggot. That's it. I have my hat. I mean, I got my I got my shoes stolen off my feet one time. And I had to walk home in slush. Really? Oh, man. The 80s and 90s were tough on kids. Um, I got beat up a lot. And shoved into lockers. And pushed into the shower room to fight people. And beat up, you know, just randomly on my way home. Um, it was no wonder that by the time I got to college, the pendulum had swung. I'd started studying martial arts and lifting weights, and I ended up as a bouncer at a nightclub. Um, thankfully, since then, I've kind of gravitated back towards the middle. But remember that everything is a matter of perspective, and everyone around you is on a different path. Some of them have seen way worse. Some of them haven't seen anything at all. And they're fragile. So let's be good to one another. All right, this last quote. I know that sounds cheesy, man, but like what, what kind of doctrine over and over and over? Aren't you noticing a narrative within the human condition that's the same? Be nice. This last quote comes from Jim Harrison, the author of Legends of the Fall. This is from the book Brown Dog. It's a, he's a beautiful writer, and it's a beautiful scene about what happens when you become one with nature. It's just a quick quote. Here it is. It had to be the mounds that made her hang in there and pay the legal expenses and all that. The thought was too obvious for me to be struck dumb. I stared into the evening woods behind the snowshoe rabbit, which was taking bites of grass in between keeping an eye on me. I was feeling right at home, all by myself. The woods can be a bit strange. It takes a long time to feel you belong there, and then you never again really belong in town. It's a choice made for you by your brain at a moment you don't notice. At a moment you don't notice, after spending enough time in the woods, suddenly your body is realigned to it. Look at all these sad and lost people signing up for retreats to go barefoot on the ground. You don't have to go to a retreat to take your shoes off. You just have to get out of a city or town and go into the country. Be in the woods. Be next to a river. Be in the mountains or at the sea. This earth is a great magnet and so is your heart. Let it realign you. Let it purify your thoughts. 
Let it cleanse your spirit. Feel your anxiety break and wash away. All right. Thank you for being here. Go check out maverickmatthews.com for more information, and I am so grateful. The next episode, I promise, I'll have another training mix for you. I'm working on it. In the meantime, I'll see you with the pepper for your steak. <laughs>